0: Okay, so um, this morning we um, want to talk about uh, God's love. God's love, uh, we're going to focus in on the story of Ruth. And uh, just, so um, everybody, um, well most people or everybody uh, love love stories. And I can hear the laughter in the room already. And um one one of the questions I like to ask when I meet um uh, like couples, like, oh, how did you meet? Because you know, that kind of sets, you know, then they you, you see the um the smile on their face as they begin to recount the story and you know uh maybe the husband is not telling the story properly and then the wife's like, nah, we met this way. Like, yeah, yeah. That's good. And um um, One one of the things that um, I enjoyed when uh, before we got married, uh, before Susanna and I got married, we did about six months counseling, marriage counseling. So I was living in Ghana and uh, she was here in the UK. So a lot of it, as uh, we are all used to now, remote. So uh, uh, we had counselors in Ghana and then counselors here. So at some point, I was here in the UK as well, got the chance to meet um the counselor. As well. But uh, throughout the process, uh, one of the things I enjoyed was where uh, we got to meet people um, and then they'll share their stories or so like, oh, we got married, you know, we've been married for 60 years, like wow, I'm not, you know, I'm not even half that age, You're like, wow, you've been married that long. And When they are able to share um, their journey, how they started, um, how they met, the challenges they went through, and you know where they are now, it's uh, it's very encouraging. And you know everybody loves a love story. So um, one 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 of the, uh, the there's a when we. We moved to Banbury about a year ago, and uh, whilst we we're doing the packing and all of that, so I'll go up in the loft, and then uh, you know get the bags, and Suzanne will be down there. I'm like, have you got it? Like, yep. I'll, I'll let go, and then she'll be packing them. And um, I came across this box of uh, love notes that I'd <laughs> written back, you know, back in the day, and I started dropping them down, and you could hear the laughter, <laughs> It was to, for my, to my horror and to her laughter. She was enjoying it. Like, okay, I'm going to show this to my friends. <laughs> like, no, don't do that. <laughs> so, so, why do we love love stories? Why do we love love stories? Um, I think that a uh, lot of times uh, we are able to relate to the story. Um, sometimes it, it's, um, it could be maybe a movie. Um, novel, um, novellas, you know, all sorts. But I think that, yes, uh, sometimes, yes, we can relate to the story. Uh, we can um, also where it's, say, if it's a true story, maybe you know, you might know, you know, some uh, people in there and all of that. And I think we also love love stories because of the, the suspense, uh, sometimes from a book, um, you, you want to find out, you know, what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? And maybe you're there, you know, cheering and the couple on, and then you're like, oh, what's going to happen to this villain? You know, you, we are, um, we interested. We are, uh, in a way, captivated. You know, we want to see what's, uh, what's going to happen um, next. And um, when we, it's almost as if we have. Um, an expectation of what a love story should be. So when you say watch a love story, when you see a movie and it doesn't end, you know, well for the couple, you're like, oh, now that leaves like a you're kind of uh, disappointed in how the story ended. But I think we all like like it when the story goes, you know, and they lived happily ever after, isn't it? Okay, so um, when we look at the the Bible the bible is uh, is actually a love story when um, right from genesis all through uh, to revelations from the old testament all the way through to the new testament when if if i were to ask if someone was to ask you you know how can you um, how would you uh, summarize the bible in a sentence what would you say how would you summarise uh, the Bible in a sentence? Uh, Or in a few words, um, how would you uh, summarise uh, the Bible? We could say, well, it's God's love uh, for man. We could say that um, it's uh, God's plan uh, to save man. Um, But the Bible is actually, uh, one of the things that we could also say that it's, a story about a father that's called the father who has a son, that's Jesus, and he's arranging a marriage for, uh, he's arranging a bride uh, for his son, and that bride is the church. So we see that um, in, and in Revelations, it it ends, I think Revelations chapter 19, it ends in um, in a big, feast. I'm just going to read um, a few scriptures. Okay, so the Bible has some, I think uh, we'll we'll get to the scriptures in a minute, but uh, there's just a few things I want to... um, Say that the Bible has some uh, love stories in there. Uh, We've got the story of Ruth. We've got um, the story of Jacob and Rachel. Not not as big as um, we have uh, for Ruth. Uh, We also have um, the Songs of Solomon. I think those are the um, key uh, love stories we have in there. So for um, for today, we we want to look at um, the story of Ruth and how um, God used um, Ruth. How God um, it walked with her and guided her um, throughout uh, what looked like a very challenging time. So. Um, Let's have a look at Ruth. So the book of Ruth, um, is actually uh, quite a short um, book, just four chapters. And um, it, it starts off with, uh, with a man called uh, Limelech who travels uh, with his uh, wife and two sons to a neighboring country because uh, there was famine in Bethlehem where they lived and uh, whilst they were away in uh, Moab um, well, things didn't go well as they thought um, Elimelech died um, his two sons who had married um, also died uh, after some time so they, the wife uh, Naomi was left with her two uh, daughters-in-law so um, it got to a time where she, she had heard that, okay, so um, I think things are better now in Bethlehem. So she wanted to go back to her home country uh, with her daughters-in-law. But at some point uh, she decided, no, it's um, it would be better for me to go alone. Um, you, the, the daughters-in-law, she thought, okay, you're young, uh, you can get, Remarried, you know, go and live your life, don't follow me, Uh, just go on and live your life. Well, she tried to uh, send them away so they couldn't uh, go with her, but uh, Ruth was so determined, um, she stuck with her mother in law, Naomi. Then eventually they got to, um, they got back to uh, Bethlehem they Ruth then started working well not working per se but and gleaning in the field eventually she met uh, a man called Boaz Um, they got married in the end but again this is just a brief summary we I'll read uh, some few scriptures just so you get this is just some context um, of the story so you see what's happening okay all right so let's have a look at um, Ruth. So I'm going to read a few verses from each chapter so at least we can um, follow the um, the story of what's happening. Okay, so uh, Ruth chapter one, verse uh, 14 to 16. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Opa kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her God's return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to go back from following after you. For wherever, for wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Okay. And then um, if we go to chapter 2, I'm just going to read um, chapter 2, verses uh, 2 to 3, and then uh, 5 to 10. So Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him, in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reaper's. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Chapter two, five 10. Then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, it is a young moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab and she said please let me glean and gather after the and gather the and gather after the reapers among the sheaves so she came and has continued from morning until now though she rested a little in the house then boaz said to ruth you will listen my daughter will you not Do not glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes? But you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner. Then uh, chapter two, verse 20. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, blessed be the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and dead. And Naomi said to her, this man, as a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. And um, by that, what she meant was that uh, Boaz was um, the, the kinsman redeemer. When we look at the, uh, the laws of Moses, um, it provides the, who a kinsman redeemer is or a family redeemer is and what their responsibilities are. And um, a kinsman redeemer, or a guardian redeemer, is a relative who has the responsibility of acting on behalf um, of a needy relative. And uh, one of the things that, one of their responsibilities was to um, protect and rescue uh, from slavery. So where, say, um, a family member had, uh, was in bad debt and their creditors were, then coming to take that family member into slavery, the kinsman redeemer would intervene and then uh, pay uh, whatever debt was owed. Uh, one of the um, the second responsibility of the uh, kinsman redeemer was to buy back um, land. So when uh, where a family member again had um, sold the land or had used um, the land. Um, had like mortgaged the land, and they were they couldn't pay, so um, their creditors were coming to then take the land. They would again intervene and pay for uh, the the land or the property. And uh, in some cases, the kinsman redeemer also marries and uh, raises up the uh, the children for a dead brother, uh, for a dead brother's widow, and. Uh, the fourth responsibility uh, is the kinsman redeemer avenges the death of a lost relative. And uh, a lot, we can find this in uh, Leviticus chapter 25 um, 25 to 55, it's, uh, it covers a lot of the uh, loss of Moses around um, the kinsman redeemer and then Numbers uh, chapter 35 verse 19 um, as well. So to chapter three, uh, Ruth, uh, chapter three, uh, verses seven to twelve. I'm just going to uh, read that part. So when Ruth, when Boaz had finished eating and drinking, and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the gra- of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you, he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. So this is Ruth um, telling um, Boaz that, you know, fulfill your duty as a kinsman uh, redeemer Um, i want you to marry me bring me under your protection and then uh, in chapter four um, it goes on we see how um, all this happens i'm just going to read chapter four five and six then boaz said on the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to perpetrate the name of the dead through his inheritance. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it." So. Boaz um, at the time was, although, yes, he was the he was, um, a kinsman redeemer, but he wasn't the first in line. So um, he had to go and speak to the first in line, the kinsman uh, redeemer in line, speak to him, get his um, permission. He allowed... Um, Boaz, he gave his rights of purchase really, um, of rights of kinsmanship to Boaz to then um, go ahead and redeem the land and thereby uh, marrying uh, Ruth. So we see in all this, uh, we see the the, the hand of God over Ruth coming from um, a strange country or a far uh, country, and going to, following her mother-in-law to, uh, to Bethlehem, they got to a stage where the mother-in-law says, Ruth, turn away, go back to your mom, go back to your mother's house. And she's like, no, I'm sticking with you. Uh, I'm going to stay, uh, follow you wherever you go. And not just that, they got to uh, Bethlehem, and what seems like um, like a random choice, random decision, where they uh, she decides um, because there are lots of fields, um, there are lots of fields in Bethlehem. So she could have gone to, she could have ended up in any other field, but she ended up in the field of Boaz. So I just want us to run through what we can uh, learn. What are some of the lessons uh, we can pick uh, from this story? Okay. So we know that Ruth was um, persistent to serve. Um, she didn't give up. I think a bit, it reminds me of the story of um, Elijah and Elisha at some point, um, before Elijah was taken up into heaven. Um, he, he did, or he told um, Elisha to, you know, turn back, go away, and Elisha persisted and stayed uh, with him. She she held on to her decision not to leave her mother-in-law. And um, I think a lot of times, um, to us as Christians, I think what we can pick from this as well is when to to enter the promise of God or to enter the will of God, we need to be persistent or we have to be um, persistent. And we see this in Ruth that how she started and then how she ended. So where she started and uh, she was a widow, she had no food when they went to to Bethlehem. They had uh, no food. They had to glean after the the reapers, picking what was uh, left uh, from the field and all of that. But in the end, she got married to Boaz. But if she had given up and left her mother-in-law, none of this would have happened. Okay, the second point, um, I think what we can also learn from um, the story of Ruth is, she had total trust in the true and living God. She put her total trust in God and didn't look back. Now for someone who didn't know God, we see um, her words in chapter chapter one verses fifteen or sixteen. Baruch said, "Entreat me not to leave you, or go back from the f- or go back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God." And you look at for someone who didn't know God at all and she's able to make this um, proclamation that, you know, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your God will be my God. She put her total trust in God. And uh, I believe God saw her heart and uh, God uh, helped her. God's hand was with her all the way through. So, um we see we also see the hand of God on her, directing her uh, to the field of Boaz, what looks like a random choice to glean in the field of Boaz. She could have gone somewhere else. Um, the next point is um, we see God's mercy. God's mercy extends to all who seek him. Now, when we see that uh, God's mercy extends to all who seek him. No matter who we are, uh, no matter our background, no matter what we've done in life, uh, God's mercy is available to us and God's mercy is there when we uh, look for it, when we go to God and say, God, um, this is me, this is who I am, I'm sorry, I accept you. Just as uh, Ruth uh, declared when she said, your God will be my God, when she accepted God, As uh, she came to God and accepted God, that God's grace, God's mercy was there. So God's mercy extends to all who seek him. Now, God, we can also see from uh, this story that God is interested in our human uh, relationships. So we have um, Ruth, and we can see that for every step of the way, God was with her. Every step of the way, God was with her. So that God is interested in, in our human relationships. So for uh, and our romantic relationships as well. So, uh, from her relationship uh, with her mother-in-law, her relationship uh, with Boaz, her relationship with the community, the people around her, that God is interested in our human relationships. We can also see um, that uh, Ruth had um, a good, very good uh, character. She was loyal and faithful. She had a good Uh, reputation throughout the town. Uh, We can tell that when uh, Boaz asked, when Boaz saw her in the field and asked, who's this woman? And the the workers around were able to uh, tell Boaz who she was. Like, okay, this is uh, Ruth, uh, the woman who came from Moab with Naomi. It looks like everyone in the town knew uh, her story and what she had done uh, for her mother-in-law. Okay, now all through the um, the Bible, when we look at the stories in the Old Testament, it's as we would see them. We would read them as stories, all right. But they are some of the uh, stories we see are prophetic. They are not just uh, stories uh, as plain as uh, we may see. They yes, they would, they are there. We would see then we can um, learn a lot from it, learn the um, importance of it, but there's also a spiritual aspect of it. So we can um, want to look at the spiritual, what's the spiritual um, lesson we can learn from here? What can we pick uh, from this story? Now, the, the the responsibilities of a kinsman redeemer actually reflect our relationship with God or reflect um, the spiritual reality of us and Jesus. Um, one of the responsibilities of the kinsman redeemer was to redeem from bondage family members who had gotten themselves into debt and were being taken um, into slavery. Now we know that Jesus, uh, when he died on the cross, he paid. Us, uh, he paid our sins, the debt was paid. Um, First Peter chapter 18 uh, verse 19 that it says that knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Just as the kinsman Redeemer pays for the debt of a family member, Jesus paid the price for our sins on the cross. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says that he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. Amen. Amen. And um, the... The second uh, responsibility of the kinsman redeemer, as we read, was uh, um, avenge the death of family members. Okay? And uh, we know that as our uh, kinsman redeemer, Jesus went against uh, the murderer Satan and put an end to his power over us. Jesus broke the power of sin. Jesus was the avenger of the one who was responsible for our spiritual death. In John 10 ten we know that um, the devil you know the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy and Jesus said, "I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly so you can see the um, the similarity here that indeed Jesus is our kinsman redeemer okay when we look at the Uh, um, Another responsibility of the kinsman redeemer um, was to marry a dead uh, brother's uh, widow and uh, raise a child and provide um, for that family. Jesus took the church to himself as his bride and restored us to our lost inheritance, uh, just as Boaz uh, married Ruth. Uh, Romans chapter 7 verse 4 to 6 says that therefore my brethren you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ that you may be married to another to him who was raised from the dead that we should bear fruit to God for when we are in the flesh The sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So um Paul explains it this way that um, in a sense, we were married uh to the law, and um, through the death of Jesus Christ, through the death and resurrection of Christ that we are uh, we are now married to Christ, and we we see that uh, we see that linkage or that similarity to um uh, To Ruth and Boaz, and what Boaz um, did for Ruth, the Boaz uh, marrying Ruth. The Bible, uh, when we look at um, Revelation chapter nineteen verse nineteen, it says that then he said to me, "Write, blessed are those who are called in the marriage supper of the Lamb." And he said to me, "These are the true saints of God." We see that. Huge, rever- huge feast, huge celebration um, at the end of the Bible, uh, where God and the church uh, meets uh, marriage, where the marriage uh, supper is celebrated. So, um, to to conclude, I think that when we look at ourselves uh, today when we look at uh, what God um, has done. When we look at the stories in the Old Testament, when we look at the, the story of Ruth, God loves love stories. And what looked like um, a simple um, occurrence, daily occurrence, you know, um, Ruth had lost her Husband uh, Naomi had lost her husband. They traveled um, back to, uh, to Bethlehem, and she had casually, randomly decided, you know, let me go to this field, let me go and glean. And we see how, through all of that, God's hand guides her through all of that. God indeed loves uh, love stories, but the, the, the greater love story is God sending his one and only begotten son. In John three sixteen, it says that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And for us, that's a happily ever after. Every love story uh, needs a happily ever after. And that's our happily ever after. If, um, if Ruth had decided, you know, Boaz, go your, go your way. I don't need you in my life. She wouldn't have had that, um, that covering that Boaz um, provided. And for us as well, if we decide that, you know, God, I don't know you. Uh, I want nothing to do with you. A time will come where God will also say, I don't know you. So the big story here is that there's a bigger love story. Yes, we can uh, see the love story of uh, Boaz and Ruth. but uh, The bigger story is that God loves us and he sends his one and only begotten son to come and die for us. The price has been paid. We have been redeemed. Jesus is our kinsman, redeemer. Amen. Amen.